Welcome, everyone. Uh, tonight's session is being interpreted into Spanish. Sam and Alejandro, would you please introduce yourself and let our viewers know how to enable translation on their devices? Yes, certainly. Thank you for having us. Hello, everyone. This is Sam Guzman with the CLC. And along with my colleague Alejandro, we will be interpreting today's meeting into Spanish. I'll now give the instructions in Spanish on how to access interpretation. Buenas tardes a todos. Mi nombre es Samuel Guzmán con la CLC y juntamente con mi colega Alejandro. Estaremos interpretando la reunión de hoy al español. Si desea escuchar la reunión en español a través de Zoom, vaya a su pantalla y busque el icono de globo que dice interpretación y de ahí seleccione uh, el idioma de español y podrá escuchar. Muchas gracias and thank you very much. Thank you, Sam. Welcome to the general public comment session of December 4th. Uh, before reconvening our regular meeting, council provides a half hour general public comment session to hear from the public on city matters, except for when scheduled for a legally required public hearing. To maximize time for resident comment, council will not offer comments or responses from the dais. Council, excuse me, or staff may contact speakers following their comment if they raise matters that lend themselves to follow up. For those participating in person, when called upon, please come to the podium on the monitor on the wall, you'll see your time counting down. For those participating virtually when called upon, please wait until our host promotes you to speaker. When you are promoted, please accept this promotion. Turn on your camera if you have one and your microphone. All speakers should begin your remarks by telling council your name and you'll have three minutes to speak. Please refrain from profane or obscene speech. Direct your comments to council as a whole and uh, refrain from individual or personal attacks, including disparaging other speakers' motives. We will begin in chambers with Quinn Howell. Tyler Israel, I'll be speaking on behalf of Quinn Howell. Um, they could not make it today because they're unhoused and they were afraid to leave their stuff. Um, we've been having sweeps in freezing weather and that's unacceptable. I've seen uh, people say that they are witnessing people almost get their stuff destroyed um, by these city employees, and the only reaction has been uh, these, em these employees are just laughing about it. Uh, these are being witnessed by other people. Um, I mean, you know, they, they're almost killing people, and this is just in the sweeps in general. And that sucks even worse in cold weather. So ideally, we don't have this traumatic displacement, and uh, we just leave things, uh, leave, leave people alone people and their things. Um, also, we need to be opening up these warming centers when it's freezing because 32 degrees Fahrenheit, zero degrees Celsius is freezing and those need to be open for people uh, to be warm at night. Uh, they need to be provided with uh, more blankets, more sleeping bags, uh, because a lot of people show up without that stuff and are just you know left on a cold gym floor or a cold uh, tile floor um, in, in wherever it might be that we're having a warming center in the city. And um, I think churches uh, need to be held accountable to this standard. Uh, it, if we are Christian being Christ-like, um, Christ would let people sleep inside. Uh, and we got in God we trust on the money. Um, so, you know, let's, let's adhere to that and, um, stop the sweeps. 
no matter what, even if it's cold or even if it's hot, don't be sweeping. Let's, you know, the mayor obviously has, has a plan to house a thousand and, you know, let's just leave, leave things how they are until people are housed, like we said we were gonna do. Thank you. Thank you. Our next speaker, Richard Cresswell. I wanna speak in favor of the no sweeps below 32 degrees bill. But I also want you to look at the there. We had some people that our government decided needed to be blockaded. So they were hungry and they came north. So we got those people, but we also have internal economic refugees. They're the symbol of the failure of a wild west capitalist citizen. They can't be hidden anymore because now we have people from Venezuela too. And it's time to take a look at the way we sweep people up as though they were trash. They're internal refugees. They're the people you see from Africa or Asia on a picture and they say, contribute to these people. We need to look at internal refugees as people we owe something to. And uh, this is a pretty small ask. We can let them stay where they're at when it's 30 degrees, 32 degrees or colder. I've been out there and I've watched. You go out to a sweep and nobody can find their gloves if they have them. It's dark. You get, somebody comes up to your tent, shakes it. Gotta get up, gotta get up. What up? You're, you're asleep, you, you slept badly all night. It's, it's not a great place to sleep. And somebody comes and shakes it like that and you wake up and you're in a daze. But you gotta hurry up, they're saying, if you don't do this, and they're not supposed to say this, but they say it anyway, if you don't do this, we're gonna throw away your tent. Well, they can't say that, but they do. And then you're in a daze, it's cold. You can't find your gloves, you can't find your hat. It's dark, you don't have a nice set of drawers, you can just pull stuff out and find them. So you're trying to struggle with this, your tent poles are cold, it's, it feels like burns when it's cold, when you got that metal and bare hands. And like I said, I have never seen anybody at a sweep who could find gloves to wear. That doesn't mean they didn't have gloves, but you can't even find them if you have them. Not in that pressure situation. And then, then you have somebody in a, as time goes on, they'll get out the bobcat. And I've seen people be threatened with the bobcat, the claw on the bobcat. They come right up close. And, and that stress, and that just, you can't find anything, you can't think of anything. Clothes aren't buttoned up right. You're, it's, it's, it's really cruel is what I'm saying. And we need to look at people not like they're trash, but they're suffering under those situations. And I think it's a no cost thing to do that can save lives from hypothermia and from the complications of frostbite. Thank you very much. Our next speaker in chambers is Parker Rogers. Forgive me. Um, so I'm, I'm here to, to speak in favor of the, the bill. Uh, these, these sweeps here in the middle of winter, they just, in this cold weather, needs to needs to stop. 
um, not just for the reasons that 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 he just mentioned. Um, last time I was here, there's three of you who stayed after to hear me speak. I want to thank all of you for that. The raw I got all of you here. I want to kind of reiterate what I had said then um, about the condition of shelters um, and why people don't want to be in those shelters or can't be in those shelters. And a very visible reason is me. When I was in that shelter at 48th Street in Colorado, I got an infection in my foot and they cut off a couple of digits of the, my toes and then the infection came back and they cut off some more. And I went back to that shelter to heal and the infection came back and they cut off more. So this repeated itself for six surgeries before I finally got into a respite and had a nurse be able to come and address it every day. And so I can't go back to that. I have just in the last couple of days been to the hospital because I have an infection in my leg and I'm terrified to have to go back to that shelter. I know that I'm gonna end up losing some of my other leg. And so that leaves me outside until I can figure out what I can do. I'm a student, I'm going to school, I'm trying to, to make a better way. I'm not asking anybody to you know, give me anything necessarily, but I'm trying to do everything I can and what's basically happening is I find a place I feel secure. I get to know my neighbors. I feel like I can leave my tent and maybe some of my small stuff, you know, there and I don't have to carry everything with me and actually look homeless and be treated normal. Uh, and then we get sweeped up. And now I got to start this process over again. I got to find another place. I got to find another neighbor. I got to find everything that I had before. And that's, that's hard. That's super stressful. It's scary. And it just keeps happening. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm running out of time. Just, we need to make this stop. It's got to stop. Thank it's you very it's much. my, my limbs. Thank you for being my here. limbs. Our next speaker is Anna Gloom. Evening council. We all know who I am. Um, I'm here to speak on uh, the no freezing sweeps bill. We need this bill desperately. We've been proven by medical that at 32 degrees, the body starts to be susceptible to hypothermia, to frostbite, and many other things. And when moving people in 32 degree weather, I myself have been moved many a times when I was houseless in this weather. It is difficult. You have your tent. You have to wind it up. They're doing this at seven in the morning. That wind is whipping. You can't feel your fingers. I don't care if you're wearing gloves. It's still hard to do any of this stuff. And this is loading all your belongings. And if you were lucky, you were able to scout a new spot. But you are exasperating people's health issues. They, 
non-health issues, just the fact that they have set themselves up into a warm situation that they can be safe. We don't all want to go to the shelters. Not everybody wants to step foot in those places. They are not as great as everyone likes to think they are. And some of these people would rather stay in their tents and moving them in 32 degree weather is just, it's cruel. It's utterly cruel. The other thing I want to speak on is the warming shelters need to be open 24 hours. The fact of the matter is, is they do not open till 7 p.m. and they close at 7 a.m. The sun is going down at 4 p.m. and anyone who's lived here a good bit of time knows the minute that sun hits behind those mountains, it gets frigid outside. You're stuck waiting outside till 7 p.m. in the freezing cold to get warm. And then at the coldest points in the morning, you're told, goodbye, leave. It doesn't even matter if it doesn't freeze above 32 degrees. This is also cruel. We are human beings. We deserve some kind of some kind of safety, warmth, not being shuffled around, not being told, oh, here, here's a warm spot, but I'm sorry, you have to leave because time's up, even though it's still frigid outside and you have nowhere else to go. This is this is a simple, simple case of treating people like human beings beings not trash and that's what's being done and all i have to say is we lost four people last weekend those four people were all basically intense by themselves had they not been swept they most likely would have been in encampment meaning they would have had neighbors to check on them even if it was an overdose or no matter what it was somebody could have checked on them and saved them instead they died because they died and they died alone I want you to remember that. They Thank died you very alone. Much. Our next speaker is Blake Adams. Blake Adams. Anyone online? Okay. Our next speaker is V Reeves. Um. Hi, my name is V Reeves. I'm with Hand House Keys Action Network of Denver. And I'm speaking today to support um, a bill uh, that does not have sweeps under 32 degrees and that makes sure to open warming shelters at 32 degrees. Um, I'm coming here with a particular person in mind, um, a good friend of mine. She is often on the streets by herself. Um, she is someone who has been struggling for a while. Um, her parent passed away recently and she found herself on the streets and last year, she had been getting swept so many times in the winter and in the cold um, when she was by herself. This often resulted in her being jumped um, also while she was transporting all of her belongings. Um, and she went through two miscarriages and um, to see the pain on her face as she talked about this was incredibly difficult. And this was a young person. And it was just because of being in such harsh conditions and being forced to move along and what comes with that and the lack of community and the disconnect and the fact that she was attacked in that process. And this is a real thing that's happening. Um, 
I hope that we think about that. I hope we think about the 19 year old who was a recent graduate from Regis Jesuit High School um, who died right outside of Urban Peak during freezing weather. And I, I hope we think about the fact that these people are your responsibility. It is your responsibility to protect them. And um, right now we have an entire population of people who are completely unfamiliar with this kind of cold weather. This is gonna be a new, um, you know, a new population that we haven't seen before that's not experienced with this. And um, they even are moving and traveling around with young children. And if we don't put the protections in place um, to make sure that these people are not going to be forced to pick up and move, not being forced to um, go to another place, also without other options, um, this is something that we're gonna see much more of. And I hope that you think about her. I hope that you think about the young gentleman that passed. And I hope that you um, do the appropriate thing, which is the bare minimum at this point by protecting people's lives and not sweeping below 32 degrees and opening these shelters so people can have a warm place to go and stay in this cold weather. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our next speaker is Nicole Nicholson. Hi, thank you for listening today. And I ask that you please listen to and continue to center our neighbors who experience the effects of these bills directly whose livelihoods rely on the language of these bills. Shelters should not close and sweeps should not occur already, but especially under 32 degrees and not the current limit of 20 degrees that puts many people in direct danger, even more direct danger of losing limbs and dying. It's inhumane imposing further harm and poverty on our citizens as their stuff or shelter is ripped away from them. This community spends hours and thousands of dollars to help create more security for our neighbors that are houseless. And as I watch tents get crushed in garbage trucks for claims of public safety and health, and health, I'm heartbroken. I've been displaced without choice from my house before and it was traumatic. And this is only a tiny inkling of what my neighbors that are houseless experience as I was not forced onto the street. To, believe, to be living outside already and traumatically displaced repeatedly from a place you are simply trying to sleep and live in is tantamount to what I felt. Imagine being told continuously you are not welcome here and then it's, when it's below freezing, you also do not deserve safety and warmth because you cannot afford it and you must risk the things that help keep you alive in order to seek shelter. We must make the shelters and warming centers more accessible to create spaces that people do not have to choose between losing all their belongings or losing their lives, which they may lose anyways if their cold weather protection is gone when they return outside. If empathy isn't enough, we can listen to the medical professionals that state the risks that increase once we hit 32 degrees. And I also ask you to consider keeping a shelter open and preventing further health crises will take pressure off of our medical systems and decrease medical care costs for the city. Last Saturday at the Coliseum Emergency Shelter, people were kicked out starting at 4.30 in the morning and waited outside in the heavy snow. When I got there at 6 a.m., there was no one inside of the Coliseum. All staff was gone and people were waiting out in the storm. I stood out with other community members and witnessed those most vulnerable among our houseless neighbors wait hours because transportation was not prepared. We waited with two men in wheelchairs, one who had already lost limbs, who were trying to stay warm as their blankets, hats, and gloves all became wet from the snow. We did what we could, but what they needed was shelter and we couldn't provide that. After hours, they were the last ones to be bussed out as two buses could only take one wheelchair at a time. There was no courtesy to wait inside the Coliseum. 
We wonder why houselessness is so rampant in our city, yet we create situations that further impose risk to, to, to those who have already been let down by the city numerous times. How can we expect our neighbors to have a sense of autonomy when they aren't allowed the bare minimum of care and compassion by our policies? Would you lock someone out of your house overnight in freezing weather, much less below 20 degrees? Would you go up to someone and tell them all their belongings need to be moved for public health reasons and freezing temperatures, practically saying their livelihoods are not included in these public health concerns? Thank you We very see much. how this affects people and we don't experience directly. Thank you, that's your time. Our next Thank speaker you. is Juan Carlos Chavez. I'm sorry? Are you Blake Adams? Yes, come on up, Blake. I don't understand y'all language. I'm from the Cajun Creole culture. But you're Blake? Yes. Okay, you have three minutes, Blake. Yeah, I'm a certified digital technician from Louisiana. I've uh, moved up this way. I'm fleeing the war myself. I'm fleeing the war in New Orleans, uh, New, Orleans New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, they call it the murder capital of the world. So uh, after these sweeps, uh, they should have warming places uh, somewhere that people can go valuable other than uh, the St. Francis on 22, no, 23, 23 Curtis and on Lawrence, 22, 22 Lawrence, they only open back up in seven o'clock in the morning. That means people has to freeze overnight uh, what they say, hypothermia is a slow death. So many people died uh, this week in Denver uh, over freezing conditions, as I seen on my news feeds on social media. People should have more heart and compassion for each other. They call them refugees, migrants, immigrants. They should have just call them humans. Thank you very much. Our next speaker is Juan Carlos Chavez. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Uh, I will speak about the, what's happening in uh, the camp of SUNY. Um, there's, we start like just for 10 tens right now, we have like 125 tens. Uh, I wish that maybe they can open some more warm shelter because this shelter just give them like 37 days or 30 days or never mind sometimes they just kick them. The other day I was just seeing a family like a woman with a child who was three years, four years the other and they kick out like 11, 15 a night they don't care about. So I want you also to know that there's a lot of families that are kicking there and they don't know what to do because they also have the problem that, you know, these people I know like me are migrant and they cannot speak English well. So that's the difficult for them. So I'm just trying to help them in ever what I can, but that I'm thinking what I think is I need just you all of them listen to what happened here. I understand how it's going everything, but you also have to understand that I have some people there that 
they don't can know how to do it when they are out. And I also live in there and I'm seeing this prison time is very not good. Some people say, do you know, they are inside in the shelter and they are in the tent outside. And we having this every, every day, what happened because every day I'm there. And I think it's not for me, well, it's not a good idea that uh, all these people when it's, you know, prison time, they treat up and just, they have everything there. But we need also that um, to do something or how, I don't know, maybe some basic English for them, maybe some basic just indication that they can get help when they are out. And well, I wish that all these things what happened, no one of us was going to can help because nobody also in the other side when we don't come here, tell us what happened here. When you come here, you see the real thing. But yeah, I'm caring about all these people in, in SUNY. I'm trying to kill them every chance it's possible. I'm just one, if there's a possible that open more warm shelter so they can be there. Thank you very much. It's your Thank time. You. Our next speaker is Eric Hendrickson. I'm actually gonna give the next person time. I think these issues are more important than my You'll come out, okay. Um, our next speaker is David Royball. Hello, good, good evening, members of council. Um, can we just get a moment of silence for the tragedy on 10th Federal? I just wanna know where we have failed as a society to see an older gentleman ran over in broad daylight by a truck on a quarter that has spent millions of dollars by a council that has approved millions of dollars to improve this. And this happened. I came there, there's still blood there. It happened at two o'clock. Nobody jumped out of the car to stop the, the yell. Nobody honked their horn. Where has we failed as society? I just wanna know. I worked for Lime. I worked at 7-Eleven every single day I worked there. I was born and raised in 10th Federal. That hit my heart home. And I worked at 7-Eleven every day, only making 900. I worked for Lime Scooters now. Now I have a chance to afford to live in this city. I went from rating 30K to making 80K. Now I can do something. I have a registered neighborhood organization. I'm asking you, my R&O needs help. Citywide, R&Os need help. How can we, these registered neighborhood organizations, improve, help the homeless? My dad froze to death on the streets. I'm with these people. I need to, please sit down with me. I'm serious, how can we, it's not about the money. This person died, my dad died on the streets. I don't care about money. It's not about money. I have the money to change it and I'll put it behind and I'm asking the people, we need a, a person in this city at this time to speak up for the people. Come on, the mayor's car got stolen. Come on now. And then if your car gets stolen, your GPS tracker, the police don't do nothing. So how can the people work 
And I want to give a shout out to the public service of youth serving for the holidays, especially the sheriffs that work in that jail and the police that work in the holidays of Christmas and Thanksgiving and know how important that public service is. And we come in of respect because we love you guys. You are our leaders and we're behind you. We don't want to disrespect you. How can we work to improve our city to better all of our lives? How can we grow? How can the people benefit from the change that's happening? How can they make 80K a year like me? coming from the projects, from nothing. I'm from the projects, the Jets, it's gone. And what we had in the projects is unity. We had Haitian, we had Vietnamese, we had Japanese, we had white, there's no races. We was from the projects, we was together. And that's what we need and when we love you, thank you. Thank you. Our next speaker is joining us via Zoom, Brian Loma. Brian, we need you to unmute your mic. Sorry about that. Meanwhile, folks, while we gather inside for council, we have hundreds of people outside gathering for food, for clothing, for items to help them stay warm and survive in the temperatures that we have. I've been out of state for the last few months. I come home to find in my own building property managers who won't take care of the rodent infestation. And I know I've got it good because there's a 20 day year old, well, older than that now. But last week there was a sweep and there was a 20 year old baby, 20 day year old baby at an encampment. Children by the dozens sleeping in group settings. Outside here in this beautiful park, a hundred years ago, our, our, our ancestors, the people who came here before us, tree colonizers, they used this as man camps. They built housing using community resources and they solved the problem. They created sanitation systems. We've got less than 30 days till the end of the year. And there's what, a hundred people housed? We have to take immediate action. 32 degrees isn't enough. People can get jobs and they can become successful. They can get back on their feet when they have a place to sleep every night. Instead of having to stand in a line while somebody watches their property because we don't know who's going to take it next. Thank you. Thank you very much. We have time for one more um, uh, commenter. Angela Brown, is she on Zoom? Okay. Uh, Nevea Key, are you in chambers? That was fun. Yeah, sounded like it was help. <laughs> I would like to see myself stand beside the governing leaders of all of the countries on this planet, but also to every human being on this planet, because this is a vote of action of what our government is supposed to be doing and what it should be focusing on. Stop sending weapons, strengthen our defense armor, and start partaking in these violent acts against any persons or land. Wouldn't you rather be sending tractors to build life for persons who are drinking out of mud holes than killing people? I'm talking to all of the governing leaders in every country. If you are a good leader, you should agree to this because this is what is going to allow our people to grow individually and as a whole. Our government shall no longer be represented by a divided house, but it is time to unite the blue and the red, standing in purple for unity and wealth and good health meaning our government builds the states up to their full potential efficiently as known to man, and it is time to rise. But that only happens when we bring our neighbors with us. 
Our government shall focus on what our people need and will be fair according to how our system treats each person. While we are changing how our system is working, we will extend our hand beyond what money holds us down. And yes, go for broke if that's what it is, because in a while money will not be spent the way that it is now, because I truly believe our people will be so prosperous if money was not in the way. If they could send their money on, oops, sorry, let me skip it. We need the act of God, and that is why I am demanding those who swear with the hand over the Bible getting to where they are will bring the change in our system that is required. Start this process to ensure the next following gov governing leaders will too focus on this, as this is what God sees best, and knowing what that God knows everything, and if you are with him, there is nothing you cannot handle. And with God, all things are possible, and that is super simple. We need to help where we can. Our neighbors are in dangerous situations on the streets every day. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that the governing leaders of all the countries hear these words. Please stop fighting each other. This planet carries us all, and I am sure we can come to an agreement as we are all human beings needing the same things for the people, water, housing, doctors who heal without borders, and a good educational efficient system to allow our people to become a part of a system without so much distress. We need peace. We need to see that love does win, and we need to know that this life is truly capable of in the good sense. I need to explain why bringing change to our system is so important to me. I lost my son to the system because I was homeless. I promised my Lucas Knight in the care center at the DHS building during a visit that I would help end homelessness. And that's a promise I intend to keep because I, I knew I was going to lose him to this system. And when the foster family started fighting for her custody, my soul almost died and yet my body was still here. So I pled to God with a military-sized Bible, pleading with all that I had in my entire being to please tell me what this life is really for. I have here with me my daughter, Nevaeh Key, a name picked by God because I was so lost. And now I know our job is to have children, teach them right from wrong, keeping the human species alive. But, we have, but what we have been doing our whole entire human existence is not living, only human beings trying to survive in a world ran by money. Thank you and very much. That's the time we have. That concludes general public comment session. If we did not get to you today, please join us next week or submit your comments in writing. The next session will be on Monday, December 11th. Sign up begins at 11 a.m. on Friday, December 8th. And we look forward to hearing from folks again. Thank you for attending. We'll go right into the Denver City Council meeting.